Hello, welcome back to Two Pals on a Pod. This week, me and Toby weren't able to film properly, so I've remastered the original pilot episode of the show, which was never released on audio platforms, along with some new unreleased footage from that conversation. For me, this is one of our best episodes with some great night out stories at the end. Hope you enjoy. I don't tend to dabble in conspiracy theories unless it involves Princess Diana or 9-11. Why, what's your yeah, thoughts on Princess Diana? I think MI5 did it, or MI6, one of the two. One Maybe of the two. both of them. Maybe both. Too many coincidences. The fact it happened in a tunnel is interesting, so nobody Ooh. could see it happen. And also, the ambulance took about an hour to two hours to get there, when usually it would take about 15 minutes. Yeah, but a little detour, scenic route. Take around the Eiffel Tower. <laughs> Anybody that's been to France can attest for the fact that they don't really care about speed limits out there. Oh, are you saying, if you're an ambulance you're saying the French speed? That's interesting. Sorry to our French listeners. I'm saying I've made a new I've made a new French friend recently <laughs> who's in the bar up in up in college, and we were stood around chatting, and we see him walk in, and me and my mate go. He's French because he's there with a fag hanging out of his mouth. Got a little turtle neck on, tucked into his trousers. He might as well have had a, like a garlic necklace on and a beret. My friend, who's also French but moved here when she was like seven or whatever, was like, "He's not French. He's not French." I said, "He's a walking, talking French stereotype." But now we're gonna go. We're gonna have to go up to him now and see. So I go up to him and go, "You right, mate? Are you finding it?" He goes, "It's good." I said, "You're French, aren't you?" He goes, "We." Oui. So. <laughs> Point proven, and we were stood there talking for ages. And he's a bit of a cult figure now. He's called Greg, though. I think if I was French, I'd want a bit French, more. is it Greg? Gregory. But yeah, I'd want a bit more. I'd want a bit more of a, a um, an exotic name. You like see, Demi. stereotypes do work. That's, that's what we're saying. Stereotypes they do exist for a reason. The Germans. The Germans. No sense of humour. Nope. And they are the ones that on holiday put the towers down first. Bye. That's that's true. Ooh. That is a fact. That is a fact. a fact. Them and the Dutch both at it. The Dutch. You see, I haven't really encountered many Dutch people on holiday. No, Dutch people are always on holiday, always hogging the table tennis table. Get away! Ping pong. Ping pong is big in, in the Netherlands. Yeah, they love it. I was thinking um, during the week, actually, just because you mentioned the Germans, if you were a German guy in World War II, uh, yeah. Nazi Germany has taken over your country, and mm. let's say I'm Anne Frank, and I come knocking at your door, <laughs> Would you... What are you doing out and about? Are you meant to be in hiding? No, I'm sort of... I'm trying to get away. I've got the Nazis on my tail. Right? Oh, God. And I'm now clicking the doorbell. Ding dong. My, my ding doorbell. dong. Yeah, your doorbell. Right. Yeah. You've got to open it. And I now... I want to go in your loft. If you're a German uh, person yeah. in World War Two, do you risk your own life and your family's mm. for the sake of Anne Frank and her family? Because she wants to come in there and use it like an Airbnb. Are you going to let her? <laughs> I don't know. I think what I'd have to do to put myself into that situation is have a bit of a role play now with you okay. and Frank. Okay, I'll, I'll be Anne Frank. So, <clears throat> so I'm in the door. I'm cooking a bratwurst. Okay, is that a sausage? Um, it is a sausage. You know, us Germans, we live a sausage. So you're at my door. <laughs> you're on the run. Bam. Yeah, so I'm on the run. I'm a little bit out of breath. Right. Ding dong, ding dong. Doorbell. All right, I'm here. Bam. I open the door. It's not a squeak. I've got some WD-40. <laughs> no, it's a little bit, a little bit German, squeaky. German efficiency. It's a big house. Right, right. It's a big house. Old house. Right. So I open the door and I go, hello. Uh, hello. Can I stay in your loft, please? Do you have any room? There's something, there's something funny, Anne. I'm, I'm German. We've got no sense of humour. <laughs> so are you now? Are you the German person or are you you now? I'm German, yeah, I'm German. Oh, you're I'm German. German. Okay. Don't really do recognise the, the accent. Yeah, I would like the accent, yeah. please. <laughs> 
yeah is something <laughs> funny. Your accent is a little bit, yeah. Can, <laughs> I, can I stay in your loft, please? For what purpose? I've I've got the the Nazis. They they're coming for me and my my family. I feel like I've had a dream about this one. Are you Martin Luther King? You know me. I'm a giving person, always on the right side of history. Mm. Get in my loft, please. So please you risk your life and your family's life. The Germans come knocking down, yeah. right? I'm I'm now the German army. I'm right. coming round now. So you're now you're now a Nazi. Well, for the purpose of the sketch. Ding dong, ding dong. Not again. I'm never going to finish this sausage. Right, I open the door once more. Hello. Guten Tag. Guten Tag. Yeah. We come in peace. I don't know. What do they say? That's what an alien says. Yeah, that is it. But they don't exist. I was going to do that. The Nazis didn't do that, did they? It depends, doesn't it? Because hindsight's twenty twenty. Now we know the Nazis are bad. I do think, though, like... What, didn't the time, they at the time? They didn't at the time. I don't think they did. I don't think people knew at the time. Most people didn't. I bet they had a lot of popular support. But I don't know. At what. I do draw the line at genocide. That is good of you. I draw it well before genocide. And it's about time you change your opinion on that as well. It's good of you. Not an advocate of genocide anymore. Not anymore. The light. Yeah. Um, but I do wonder what the people were thinking at the time, you know, the German people. They were kind of like... This is fine, you know, smashing up their businesses on the basis of their religion. That's all right. Let's kill them off. We might as well. But how do you not realise that what was going on is wrong? That's the I know, it's, it's a strange one, isn't so it? Strange... Wrong. How, how does it get to that point where that becomes acceptable? Propaganda probably goes a long way to uh, to explaining the behaviour. So actually, I've, I've U-turned. Maybe, I probably wouldn't let Anne in, would I? I'd have been brainwashed. You know what I'm so, like. So you would have turned down Anne Frank and have we would to. never have her diaries ever again. Do you think the diaries are the biggest part of the, the story, though? Or maybe is, well, is it, surely it's her life. I mean, to be fair, what is was she her writing legacy? down? I don't know what she, what was she writing about because she wasn't I've doing never, much, was she? I've never, I've never read them personally. But I can honestly say she's probably staying on the same four walls every day. So that's probably what I'm thinking. Get a bit saving. I'm thinking a week into this, I'm putting the book down. I'm putting the diary down. Yeah, I'm I couldn't be bothered. Because you're not. It's not like you're leaving the house and getting out and about, is it? Oh, I've been to Greg's, you know, well, this morning. <laughs> well, she can't, can she? She literally can't. She was in permanent lockdown for years. But I don't think she was doing Zoom quizzes, though, do you? Joe Wicks. Joe Wicks, in the morning. Joe Wicks, in the morning, could you imagine? She'd struggle with that, though, wouldn't she? Not in space. You're making a racket, and Keep it down. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Just oh. bouncing around the loft. I don't think so. Very inappropriate, though. But, yeah. I mean... I don't know what she was getting up to. It's obviously and not a period of time I've really looked at. Yeah, how long was she in there for as well? Because it was years, wasn't it? Did she did she survive it? No, she died. Oh. But was yeah, she, she killed by the Yeah, she was killed the in Nazi. a camp. Yeah, she she got found in the end, I'm pretty sure. I don't even know how it all happened. Was it were they behind a bookshelf or something? Or did they have a secret door? What she I mean, was behind a bookshelf? No, one of those I, I where you, was... you pull up you pull you pull a book out and the Yeah, the and it just opens. turns around as he's yeah. there. Yeah, that, no, that's what it was. It's quite pioneering for the 1940s, though. Well, obviously, I don't buy it when you learn about it in school and people are like, people got behind the Nazis because they they had designer outfits. Hugo Boss. Surely it runs deeper. Hugo, Hugo Boss, yeah, exactly. Joe Lysa. Surely oh. it runs deeper than that, though. Yeah, I'm I not mean... just thinking, you know, they look they look good in all black. And as much as I love a man in uniform, I'm not being drawn into killing people just because they wear fetching black suits and... They have the whole armband thing going on. They were really but you would have you would have let Anne Frank die, though, is what you're saying. 
Well, she died anyway. Um, well, she did, but she had day. four years of, of great life in that loft. I'm thinking, I'm thinking self-preservation. I'm thinking, I'm, maybe I'm being drawn in by the uniforms, definitely by the propaganda, by my German pride. <laughs> You're really getting into the character here, aren't you? You're really getting into the mindset well, of German. I dabbled, it, I dabbled with the accent as well, obviously. Yeah, I mean, I'm glad you're taking um, it as, 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 you know, as a serious character here. Exactly. But they did end up losing as well. It's important to remember. I feel like people forget that. Do they forget that? <laughs> I think so. I think if people say, oh, nobody had ever seen anything like the Nazis. It was literally them. And was it Italy as well? They were involved, weren't they? They were on their side. Were they? Yeah, yeah. The, um, the Axis. It's a shame. It's a shame because I like pizza as well. Well, I haven't had pizza since the summer. So Peter's <laughs> New Euros final when they wronged us there. That was that's an injustice if I've ever seen it. But I think the whole supporting the Nazis thing is a little bit worse. Do you think just marginally? Marginally, I think so. And the thing that gets me with the Italians though, are they okay with pineapple on pizza or not? I mean, it gets it gets another one of your five a day in or ten a day as I like to aim for. So there is that. Yeah. But it, above you know, and beyond, does pineapple go with cheese and tomato? And the doughiness. I'm, I am notoriously not a fussy eater. And if I Aren't see you? that on a menu, and I used to be, used to be, didn't used to like eggs because of the way it was spelt. <laughs> That's ridiculous. I think the, Surely not. The, well, the double G is so harsh. Egg. Yeah, it is. It's a harsh it's a bit, word. It's just not nice. Give me some more vowels, is what you were saying. Well, exactly. Give me something that sounds a bit classy. Picture this. You're in bed with a girl, shall we say. Oh, yeah. Not for the first time. Use your imagination here. Well, da after, da after, da after. And she goes, you wake up and she goes, Ed, thanks for last night. You were okay. You were average. You were outstanding. It was a shame it was fast and furious. But <laughs> do you fancy some eggy bread? You're saying eggy bread. You're saying no. You know what eggy bread is? I'm definitely saying eggy I'm saying no to eggy bread, definitely. Exactly. Right. You know what eggy bread is though? Yes, yeah. Right. It's bread that's eggy. Exactly. You've got it, you cracked it. Right. But if she turns to you and she goes, Ed, thanks for last night. You're incredible. You made a mess. You made a mess everywhere. Sorry, in what way? The pillows are on the floor. Pillows are on the floor. You knocked my mug off or whatever. And she goes, Do you fancy some French toast? You're saying we. Oui. I'm still saying no. I'm saying no. Get me some cereal. Get me some banana on top. I, you can't, I, you've seen that you've met her once. You can't be making demands like this. I think cereal's a bit far. You know? I don't. Do you want some, some frosty cocoa pops? No, muesli. Get me some muesli. Come on. <laughs> oh, she's kicking you. You're such a muesli person. <laughs> she's not seeing you again after that. She's not is seeing she you again. French? Is that why she's giving me French toast? Or what? Why, where's she from? No, Describe because it to me. Brazilian? If she was French, she's offering you a croissant. Oh, croissant. And that, I'll tell you what, a croissant I'd take. And if she's French as well, she's offering you a cigarette after sex, because that's the thing they do if we're deploying <laughs> stereotypes again. All of them. Every single one of them. All of them. Terrible lung capacity yep. in France. My point is, French toast I'm eating, eggy bread I'm not, and they're both the same thing. Oh, so it's the same thing? It's the same thing. French is toast it? and eggy bread is the same thing, where you get a bowl, crack an egg, we'll put some milk in a bowl, whisk it, put the toast, put the bread even, in the eggy substance and fry it and that's french toast this is incredible i don't really have that's a bit too fancy for me i don't really mix egg and bread and stuff let's just keep it you know egg and soldiers is as far as i'd go with eggy bread well i mean i think it's time for you to grow up dippy eggs nothing wrong dippy eggs having a bit of fun with your food you're never too old for that i don't have time because i am too old for that that's the thing i don't have time for that you're a uni student you've got loads of time 
got absolutely. I've been run off, been off, run off my feet recently. Hence why I've been on the, I've been on the croissants. croissants I can't for believe you have that every single day. Every day, without fail. Every day. Do you even know Two. the saturated fat content, the butter? Maybe I do, and I just don't care. I mean, as a student as well, we're putting far worse things in our bodies than saturated fat, aren't we? I. End of the day, and are you telling me you go to a restaurant and you see somebody munching a croissant and you're thinking? God, there's a lot of saturated fat there. I'm thinking there's a lot of butter in that. Don't have one every day is what I'm thinking, yeah. Or two every day in your case. Here's, here's, a, here's a question for you. If you could eliminate one thing from a full English, what would it be? It would have to be... I'm thinking I'm going to go mushrooms, you know. Finally, we agree on something. Why so? Justification. Well, I mean, I, I've got into mushrooms in some cases. What, LSD? <laughs> yeah, actually, yeah. Uh, when, when you get the big ones that are like that, yeah. massive ones on your plate, I'm like, no, no, too much mushroom. If you're going to slice yeah. them thinly and put them into maybe a little bit of carbonara, then I might mm-hmm. I might go along with it. But if we're talking about on a English breakfast, get rid of the big mushrooms, no need. Same with tomatoes, get rid. Tomatoes? Tomatoes yeah. are a staple, though. No. They're a staple. Yeah, I'm going, I'm going, well, actually, two. I'm going mushrooms, purely for the texture. Slimy. Secondly, baked beans. Well, no, you've lost me. You've lost me. (laughs) You've lost me. What is the point? What is the point in a baked bean? What does the baked bean add to the breakfast? The baked bean adds everything. It adds everything. The juice goes everywhere. No, you've got the beaniness and you've got the liquidness. What's the The, beaniness? The bean. The natural bean itself. Yes. It's got a beaniness to it. What's so good about a bean? Beaniness. Well, the, the beaniness, it's the sort of, it's smooth and it's got a little bit of, it's like mashed potato, but in bean form. It's not something I want on my breakfast. It's not something I want in my mouth. Mm. I don't think you were that picky, to be honest, but. Well, I'm not picky. I'm not picky. I'm just particular with certain things. What do you like? But obviously, beans? they're orange for a start. Oh, and you're ginger. With, uh, projecting. Projecting. <laughs> I'm strawberry blonde. This is different. This hair could be different. And I'm, I'm auburn and I'm also not eating my hair. So irrelevant, if anything. But you know you're at a, a good restaurant when you order the full English. And you don't have to say, but sometimes it slips my mind, no beans. I thought, okay. And they arrive in a little pot and oh, you can yeah. just palm them off to a gremlin that likes beans. You have to <laughs> I can't believe you don't like beans. No, it's just, just one of those things. And I'm I've U turned on a lot recently in terms of food. A lot. Used to like cheese. Obviously it was a cheese hater. And now I love it. I love the cheese, cheese board, cheese and wine, cheese, cheese and um, board. cheese and pickle, cheese and mango chutney. Wait, I never understand why people have cheese boards. When you've got an opportunity to have a proper dessert, a tiramisu, a bit of ice cream, chocolate cake, oh no, I'll have a cheese yeah. board. Get out. I don't want, get out with your cheese board. I just think. It's not a dessert. So we've, what, we've had three courses here, have we? Yes, yeah, so we've had starter, we've had a main, then dessert, and they go, oh, cheese board, nine think, quid. No. Do you not think tiramisu is a bit much to have after? you've had the starch of the main on your palate. Do you, we don't want coffee in that situation. I so don't, a bit much. I don't think for, it's a bit much. I think it's light. I think if you get it done properly, it's light and it's flavourful. Go for a red velvet, I think, instead. Red velvet? Heaviness? Like, yeah. You don't want heaviness. That's what you need. It's the perfect... Mwah. I do your cheese board, I think, is where it's at. Especially if there's wine on the scene as well. You compare the wine and the cheese. Together. You do like a little bit of wine, don't you? I've been known to. I've been known to. If you want a little review of this that I've got to have, <laughs> this is uh, Tesco's. Tesco's own £4.80 wines. So like an insight into the student lifestyle. You don't put it in the fridge? You just have it out in the open there? Room temperature wine? Well, it's, yeah, it's white as well. So it's, it's actually quite a sin. But it was here because last night, obviously, 
preying whilst doing work. So whilst doing work, piping, it's watching a lecture and swigging, swigging from the bottle. Oh, what a um, breeze that so is! I mean, I mean, if anybody watching this is thinking about going to uni, I mean, that's the perfect advertisement for it, isn't it? Yeah, that is pretty if much uni, was... though, isn't it? Uni's a weird one. I, I thought it was such a strange. I was only there for nineteen days, but it was such a strange <laughs> time. Yeah, uh, I mean, I remember like it felt like after the first week, I had an entire new family. Like, because you're yeah. so like close to everyone. I, there was like fifty people on this big floor. Yeah, yeah. Um, and it's like massive, massive accommodation place. And like, like I said, by the end of it, it felt like you had an entire new family. It was so weird. And you're in this bubble. I remember after like a week or two, I, anything could have happened. We could have had a World War Three outside of these four <laughs> walls. Anything could have been going on. I would not have known because it yeah. was just in this such like little bubble. I didn't know what was happening in the world outside of the university grounds. It's so strange. It's a time thing, isn't it? You have, you don't have any time whatsoever to catch up with what's going on in the real world because if you're not drinking or socializing you're hungover and it's as simple as that yeah so get, get yourself get yourself to uni i mean it's this you trying to convince people <laughs> it is it, i think you obviously didn't last very long for, for your reasons but i think it's probably the best three or four years of your life if you, if you stick it out i um, think it is for a lot of people yeah i think it just i wasn't the right i wasn't I don't think I was the right person to have got the most out of it at the time, and nor was it the right yeah. course, so it wouldn't have made any well, sense. A lot of people do drop out early on, I guess. But I think I just think there's so many things that happen at uni that you just can't explain. Like you go home to your family. It's kind of like, how do I explain? How do I explain the fact that, say, when I was in my second year at uni, I'd walk upstairs, and there were obviously a thing with eight people, which is far too many people to live with, by the way. That is too many. Eight people. You were with eight people in the second Eight year. people, yeah. Well, you just get cliques within cliques within cliques. I think it was a shocking um, decision in hindsight. Um, but you walk up the stairs, and whoever's in the bedroom by the staircase, shagging, and you walk down the corridor to my room, on your left, shagging, on your right, shagging. How do you explain that? How do you that's explain... A, that's a reflection of the people you're hanging around with, I think. Well, I think birds of, a fle- birds of a feather flock together, don't they? <laughs> you like that when you started someone. using that. I had to Google yeah, it when but... you used it the other night. I was like, what's that mean again? It's, it's I've heard it before. Self- that's a self-explanatory um, phrase, uh, isn't it? But, I don't speak in riddles. But how do you how do you explain that to you know people back home that it's completely normal to overhear your housemates just having a go of it, you know? Again, I think that might be a reflection of, of the people you're hanging around with, though. I don't what's know if that's the entire uni lifestyle. If there's any university students watching this, please do back me up. I think it's a very common experience. It seems like it. everybody at uni as well, in the uni bubble, so open about their sex lives as well, which I love. I think it's liberating. Maybe that's just a, a thing at your uni, I wonder. I wonder if it's if it is just a thing at your little bubble of a uni, because it is a bit of a bubble. It's a massive bubble, isn't it? It's a massive bubble. Yeah, all sorts kind of goes on here that I can explain. But I, I think that the having sex thing, I think, is a fairly universal uni. Well, yeah, it's, I guess it's a, a uni, yeah. If you haven't overheard a, a creaking bed... I mean, it was know? a thing when I was there as well, actually. I remember, yeah. And, and actually, there was a lot of people on the same floor as well who were, like, you know, doing yeah. things together. And so that made it really Which, awkward when that then split up and that's another thing if somebody would say to me what's your biggest like piece of advice you give to somebody going to uni there's the phrase are you familiar with the phrase don't shit where you eat i am or on your own doorstep yeah, exactly don't, exactly either of those places terrible just makes things awkward doesn't it if you're cooking in the flat and somebody just broken things off with water oh, yeah. 
just want to enjoy my croissant in peace and there they are you know well because we all have to share the same kitchen as well so there's like 50 of us and there'll be maybe like four or five kitchens or maybe something yeah. like that and so you have like a set of 10 or 15 maybe like 10 people sharing one kitchen and some Too of the awkward people. silences when you walk in the kitchen <laughs> nobody some people don't speak some people got their earphones in so you're not like talking with to them and it's really awkward and other people you feel like you have to have a conversation you don't want to go in the kitchen because someone's cooking and maybe maybe falling out with them there's loads of those sort yeah. of dynamics i think there's definitely like scope for some kind of sociological study into what goes on in uni kitchens to be done there's yeah. definitely a lot of ground there we had we had something when i was in first year obviously living in halls we had now this is it's very typical of, of my uh my uni which will remain unnamed but it does, this story does narrow it down a bit where the biggest scandal across the course of the year was the fact that somebody was stealing my friend's hummus. <laughs> That's so typical of your uni. Hummus gate. Homemade hummus, Home, Of way. course homemade it's homemade hummus. as well. It's not from Marks and Sparks, is it? It's homemade. Yeah, homemade, you know, organic chickpeas and tahini and, you know, <laughs> I don't know if I deleted the picture from my phone or not, but basically she was driven. Like, this went on for like six months. And she was noticing, you know, there's a, there's a, a little flake of carrot in my hummus somebody's been dicking, dipping carrot sticks in my hummus you know whatever magnifying like glass out oh a bit of carrot in there oh absolutely yeah, absolutely scandalous and I was like, oh bloody hell I? I need it breadsticks in it so somebody's been in my hummus I was like, oh hello okay whatever you know maybe the old pizza bread and you know <laughs> we vary the dip so anyway she got driven across the course of six months to putting a very passive aggressive post-it note on the top of the hummus <laughs> and I don't remember exactly what it says but I do remember the C word was uh, there and it was in caps and underlined something along the lines of stop stealing my hummus you freeloading underline <laughs> I, mean, I can't no. believe hummus gate there was always that thing of people not washing up the pots and that kind of thing and we'd have people yeah, that would classic. come round and check like members of staff would come round and check your kitchen was clean and so you get really? checked like every week or no maybe every two weeks or something well this might be something that's typical of, of my union I don't know but do you not have do they not have cleaners there to clean the kitchen for you? Uh, no, I don't think oh. so. Not not in my... No wonder, no wonder my... you left after 19 days. <laughs> well, I was in the cheapest accommodation because it was my second choice, and so all the accommodation had gone. So I was hoping to be on the other side of campus on like the newer yeah. stuff, the nicer stuff. In the end, I ended up in sharing a room and yeah. sharing bathrooms, so it wasn't like an ensuite or anything. It was like yeah, one yeah. that was used by everyone. And then obviously you had to share a kitchen as well. So it was like the worst of the worst. I think it was the cheapest accommodation. It actually wasn't that bad, to be honest. The accommodation wasn't that bad. Um, but yeah, it was just the sharing of the bathrooms and stuff. But you had to clean. I think they came and cleaned the toilets and the shower and stuff. That's, you just that's had to nice clean of them. The kitchen. Although actually, I think um, even though they did clean the toilets, they didn't like them being a mess when they turned up there, which is sort of the point of why you clean them, surely. But like, if, if someone was throwing up or had left a mess or whatever, then they'd get told off pretty much. I had to share a room in my first year um, and they were randomly allocated. So obviously they didn't, it would make far too much sense for them to pair you up with somebody with common interests, with somebody with a similar sleep schedule, with somebody that goes out the same amount as you and things like that. That would make far too much sense for uni to do. So I turn up and I vividly remember, like for the, filled out a form, is like, to what extent would you be receptive to sharing a room with one being absolutely not and five being, you know, can't be in. Well, I think I put a four or five. I remember saying to my mum before going, oh, it's, it's like a free friend in a way. Oh, Perfect. Bad mistake. Um, famous, famous last words. So obviously you turn up, uh, meet him. It doesn't seem too bad of a, 
of a guy. He's very, it's very typical of my union, but loves rowing. Oh, of course, of course. They all are, aren't they, over there? Well, and obviously the running joke with rowers at uni is, you know, how long do you have to spend a wrong, like, around somebody that rows before they mention rowing? It's like vegans. Like, well, I mean, I've, I've joined the vegan society this year. Um, <laughs> Not even vegan. goodness my own heart. Not even, but it's part-time. I think they call it flexitarianism. That's what I'm trying out in the next. Um, but anyway, you know, I thought it was perfect. And to be fair, we did have a honeymoon period of about two or three weeks at the start of the year where we were already getting along with this guy. Um, and then one night he comes back from a night out and throws up by the side of his bed. Um, I wasn't in the room at the time. I was out in somebody else's room. Connect the dots. So anyway, a couple of weeks passes after this and I smell some things off. In, in the room. Something so after two or three weeks? Yeah, so I'm sniffing. Of course you are. Not for the first time. I'm saying, <laughs> I'm saying you know, you, I won't name him because you never know. Might stumble, <laughs> stumble across this in his spare time. Kind of YouTube rabbit hole, whatever. But he goes, I go, what's that smell? Can you smell that too? Is it me? Is it, is it sewage coming from outside? And he goes, as casually as you want, he goes, Oh, that's my chun, my sick. I go, that's your what now? And he goes, yeah, I threw it by the side of my bed three weeks ago and decided to cover it with my dressing gown. He's covered it with his dressing gown? So I was like, so it's, it's, still, it's still very much there then, under that dressing gown. And he was like, yeah, as if it was completely normal, as if I was the one that was, you know, outrageous for being like, what, you haven't cleaned up your... So I go over, I go over, because I'm not believing this. Like, I'm looking at... You know, your face now. Yeah, mine was like that too. Where I was kind of like, surely this can't be. I think, go over, pull the dressing up, and there it is, stained into the floor. What, is there like particles? Or is it, are we talking liquid or what? It was, if I had to describe it in a word, brace yourself for this, crusty. <laughs> oh no, not crusty. So it's really, it's really like, it's set, is what it has. It's set in the carpet. It That's has. not coming I, I, out. You were licking it up. <laughs> Well, I was because because I don't eat much at uni, obviously. So we take we take what we can get. Got to get your vitamins. Um, you've got to get them. I mean, a bit of carrot in there as well. Exactly. Yeah, nice. Um, I'm trying. Yeah, I'm trying. I'd say he socially inept. Oh, really? So you and him were getting on well. Yeah, and a bit of a virgin as well. So I'm oh, sure, again, I'm sure you and him. I'm sure you and him were getting well. Oh no, um, no need for that. You know, it's just the trials and tribulations of, of sharing a room with with somebody because. Sometimes you just don't want to talk. Sometimes things get a bit awkward. Because we, we were lucky enough to share an ensuite bathroom just between the two of us. Okay, you know, and there's attached to the room and everything. And my desk was by the bathroom door, right, Ooh, right next to it. Bad decision. Bad smell. Yeah. Um, but I'm sat there and I'm doing the work. And he goes into the, the toilet. And obviously, I think when people say, like, oh, you shared a room... Like people think immediately, oh, what did you do about the, you know, the sex thing, you know, and stuff like that. <laughs> you know, where did you do that? You know, how do you have time for that? You know, you didn't do it in front of each other, did you? And did he you? goes into no, never, not oh, once. We're a bit, bit of a virgin. Um <laughs> him, him, not me. Him, not oh, me. Right, yeah. But anyway, he goes and pops into the toilets, and I don't know whether he didn't realise that the sound was on his phone or something or other. But he goes in and for a short, blissful five minute uh, five second period of time while i'm doing my work revising for my upcoming exam he's accidentally playing the porn on his no. phone out loud and it's echoing because it's the bathroom bit of an echo 
And that bathroom backed onto the room of the girl next door that he fancied. Oh, no. Nightmare all around. So he comes out, literally, literally, <laughs> operative phrasing, comes out about two minutes late <laughs> in the bathroom. <laughs> oh. Like, like shuffles out. Why is he shuffling? But I imagine he's realised that I probably heard um, whatever it was he was watching. I mean, who knows? I mean, like, you know, she she sounded like she was enjoying herself. That's the main thing. That is the main thing as a, as a feminist. He like shuffles out. Of it. I couldn't tell whether he'd been awkward because of that, because he was generally awkward anyway. He was this kind of weird hybrid between somebody that's completely socially inept and Jay Cartwright from The Inbetweeners was something that he'd <laughs> come out with. Like, he, he'd come out with... Um... Went on a pedal out of Africa. Yeah. <laughs> I wish. I wish it was that. He'd probably row, though, wouldn't he? He'd row in <laughs> my mate. That's a good point. Row to Africa once. Ooh, all those ergs. You could play a game where you would say, like, did Jay Cartwright say it or my roommate in first year? You know, his, you know his biggest tip was for sex? What? Put the balls in? I don't know whether this is going to make it to the, the final cut, <laughs> but he goes... Um, biggest tip that's a good one it's probably that <laughs> when you're licking her out spell out her name with your tongue <laughs> and it increases it increases the pleasure apparently does it, it has to, her, name, her name her yeah. name what happens if her name's natasha well i said what happens if you don't know it which says a lot about me <laughs> if her name's natasha Question you're going mark. in with the the n-a-t-a-s-h yeah. bam like that bam Increases the pleasure. I don't know how. I don't think it's based on sight. Imagine if she's got a double-barreled surname as well. A lot of that. A lot of that here as well. Yeah. I bet there is. A lot of that. You'd be there. You'd be there ages, wouldn't you? But um, yeah, he come out with some absolute, some absolute. <laughs> That's scientifically um, proven, is that as well? That is. If, if he says it, it's one hundred percent true. And he's there a player, so he knows his stuff. When you're showing a room, it's obvious. But when somebody doesn't come home, they've got lucky. Yeah, they've got lucky. They're sleeping on the street. And he. <laughs> <laughs> Forgot his key. <laughs> See you later. Back of a policeman. <laughs> Not too far from the truth, I think, with Ooh. him. But anyway, and he'd get back in the morning after, expecting everybody to know and ask questions. I mean, like, how was it last night or whatever? And nobody did, but he kind of shoehorn it in because we'd go for breakfast because we were catered as well in my first year at uni. But anyway, he got back from this, uh, what he would probably term as like a seven-hour shagathon. <laughs> He timed it. Yeah, probably. And um, very competitive guy, obviously. He used to get those times down. <laughs> or, up, or up, maybe, in this case. Anyway, he's like, he walks in or whatever. You know, stride of pride. You know, he's got spring in his step. And he um, sits down and says, last night was brilliant. Oh, no, nobody Start asked. the conversation. Nobody asked. Like, but I'm like, completely railroaded the conversation we're having. It was probably about something that's quite intellectual. Naturally. And he goes, yeah, I got through um, seven condoms last night because I'm too big. He he's too big. He's too big. Because, you know, famously, condoms are awfully easy. to. I've seen videos of people with condoms over their heads. So yes. I'm not quite sure how he's getting through those. Also, not cheap. Not cheap. Well, it depends if we buy in bulk. I don't think he's that optimistic. I think he's quite realistic about it. Just on a side note, did you ever get free ones from the university? Because I did. I ended up yeah, with like yeah, yeah, they... four free ones or something. Maybe use them. <laughs> I had cola flavour. You've still got them, haven't you? No. <laughs> use them. Nice. Throw them out. Out of date. <laughs> uh, yeah, they're big They're big on your yeah, sexual health and, and whatnot. Because um, I was helping out at, at college, my college recently, and um, one of the people... The organisers, like welfare events and college, one of the students came into the office where we were working in. 
shouting, where is the lube? I need the lube. Where is the lube? Because she was giving out little, like to the freshers, she's giving out little, little cartons of lube. So oh, I didn't get any the most of that. bizarre thing I've ever experienced. Olive oil, good alternative. Get the extra virgin out. <laughs> out you come. Out you come. <laughs> oh, no. But, yeah, no you play. but obviously, yeah, like on a, on a serious level, there were we were just in If he's rowing, he's up at 6am every morning out on the water. And I'm very much up at 12 p.m. missing my lectures. Yeah, it's just a clash of. Uh, I'm surprised of, you uh, wanted to stay with someone. Though. I'm surprised you were open to that possibility. I didn't think that would be. I mean, I know you're a sociable person, but I didn't expect yeah. you to want to be sharing the same space. I would have thought you'd like to have own your own space. No, I mean the only way I could I could term it is like, like I said to my mum, like as a free friend, like straight off the, straight off the bat. But it's a roll of the dice, isn't it? It's a massive role that I was in, in, in hindsight. We touched mm. on hindsight earlier, you know, talking about the Nazis. Now oh, we're yeah. talking about just one, talking about somebody that's probably on their level. Um, <laughs> but I definitely, obviously, wouldn't go back and and share again. And I'm thinking about other people in our block that shared, and I don't think any of them are still in still in in contact whatsoever. Um, but we were in we were in a good location in the sense that we had the library in my college was below. Uh, it's kind of underground, it's weird, but below our accommodation. So I knew of two guys on the, the bottom floor that were sharing and you know, one of the guys pulled in a club and came into the room and it's like 1am or whatever and he said to his roommate, let's call him Henry because that was his name. No. Would you mind going down to the library for 20 minutes? Better around 1 a.m. 20 minutes. Down to the library for 20, for 20. Imagine somebody taking you back to their room. Right, we got 20 minutes. My mate's in the library. Start the timer, you know, we've got 10 minutes for play. Oh. Build up to it, build up to it, bam. Three or four minutes here and there. After care. After care, you know. Play with the hair, forehead kiss, out. Eye contact. As as that. And he did it, to his credit. Great guy. Went down to the library, did a bit of reading, why not? Like, went down to the library in his pyjamas and, <laughs> um, and let, let the roommate... I mean, fair play, though, because, I mean, that, that is good. That is good of him to do that. It's very um, philanthropic, but it mm. ties into what I was saying about the whole culture at uni, where everybody just, you know, that happens. You know, it's just a thing. And it's, it's kind of weird if it, if, it, if it doesn't, I think. And everybody's so open about it, hence why I knew about that story. Yeah. I'm going to lie. Well, it's, it's young people finding their way in the world, isn't it? And exploring themselves and becoming adults and enjoying themselves. I'd say so. That's so I'd say one of the weirdest things coming out of lockdown is getting used to being in a club again, but it's seeing, and it, I've never been used to it, I never will get used to it, seeing people just necking off in front of you in public is, is something that I've definitely done when I've been definitely. drunk enough. But looking at other people doing it, like even just glancing and being like, oh, that's the thing that's happening. Weird. I mean, it, it, some people go really full on as well. I remember one time, one of the first, I think it was the first night out actually at uni, and we went to a club oh. called Cuda in York. Heard of it, heard of it. And uh, it's like this two, I think it's two tiered. So you can be at the top, it's like in a circle, and you can be looking down on people on the dance floor below. <laughs> so that, that's that's a bit weird already. But we you, get, must... you get your binoculars out. <laughs> we must have got there a little bit later, I think. And so. Some people have had quite heavy pre's because it's freshers. Whereas, you know, I've gone fairly slow. I'm not a massive drinker anyway. I probably had my first drink, I think, at the moment in this nightclub. We're on the dance floor. I'm rocking the rocking it with the moves. 
What's your no. go-to move on a on a dance floor? Go on. Uh, I'm, I'm going with all sorts here. I'm just I'm maybe a little bit of a jig like that. That's what I'm going with. I suppose it depends, depends on, the on the music, doesn't it? Depends on the song. But we're in like you know when those circles of your mates that you've made on the first day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, we're we're all just dancing. So anyway, I do a little glance over my shoulder. Literally less than a second. Okay, less than a second. A little glance. This girl make eye contact with this girl. Didn't know fatal, who she was. Fatal mistake. Didn't know who she was. Split second eye, eye contact, and instantly knew. Even though she's at the other side of the club, instantly knew she was coming my way. I don't know why. It was like a telepathic thing. I was like, she's coming my way. Easy as that. I spin back around, keep dancing. I'm clearly luring people in. It's definitely the clicking the that's drawing her in. It's that. It's She's loving it. Um, anyway, she's stumbling around because she's very, very drunk. Very drunk. And at this point, you're sober. Exactly. And, and we are we are going to get on to that. So I, at the end, I, I, I turn around, back to dancing. And I'm right. She does come up to me, hand on the arm, spins me around. Oh, that's quite forward from her. It is very forward. If it was the other way around, we'd be, we'd be having, you know, getting kicked out of the club. Um, Probably. Kicking and screaming. I knew exactly what, what she was interested in. Anyway, I turned her down. Okay, I turned her down, even though she was a good-looking young woman. Was she? Out of ten? Um, I would never do that, because I'm a feminist. <laughs> I'm, I just really like numbers. You're historically not very numeric, so that's unusual. Um, <laughs> but anyway, anyway, um, I, I politely turn, turn her down and, and spin back around, because like I say, she was how very you, how drunk. How do you do that? There's, there's an art to that on a night out. Not to well, say she's then, so but... drunk that it's to the point where I don't even need to say anything. You just like shiver, shiver away a bit. Bam. <laughs> Elbow. That way. That teaches way. you. Yellow card. Yellow card. <laughs> no, so she's she's spun me around, and I'm like, oh, sorry, no, not 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 interested. Even though, like I say, she was good good looking. Um, so I sort of politely dance back. Anyway, a few minutes later, I thought I'll just double check. She's definitely gone now. Just double check because oh, it'd be better awkward if she's still stood behind me. Yeah. I turn round, necking off with this random guy, this other random guy. So it was clear that's what she was after originally. Just a bit and of that, yeah. This this is where the story comes from because you're about necking on, um, and uh, they're necking on literally. It was like an organ donation via the mouth. It was ridiculous. <laughs> I wasn't watching for very long, but you know, it's a split second. I saw it all. Do you know yeah. what I mean? I saw it was one of the, it was a strange night. Was that? And I thought I got. I said no to that. <laughs> I bet you regretted it. So that's what the first night of freshers though. It's first night, yeah. Too. I have though adapted my technique when it comes to doing that because obviously I'd say I. You know, I couldn't imagine. Like, it's not, it's just not right or whatever. But then again, well, saying no to people. You know, or... No, no, necking off in a club. Like, oh, right. say it's not. I still do it myself. It's just a thing that happens, isn't it? It'll never be normal. But when it's you that's doing it, everybody else can just stand back and enjoy. Enjoy. Oh, I'm enjoying this. Yeah, well, look at that. Look at those two go. Good technique. <laughs> but I recently adapted my technique, and you know what? You know what it was that did it for me. It was the fact that I think looking back, when I've you know, if I'm looking into my exploits in clubs were getting with people i was a bit and you'll know what i mean when i say this, a bit of a matt hancock <laughs> i i told you this i said i'm pretty sure i said this to you yeah and do you know where that do you know where that came from this ties into what i've just said about people watching i got with somebody in a club and one of my friends filmed it and i showed you that video oh yeah. what it was. do you remember on the dance yeah. floor and it was very much hancock-esque from the school of hancock and i'm talking rigid shoulders getting off arms halfway down the back it was very awkward hand position i said to you about the hand position it was all off and we'll, we'll have to talk through this at some point because it was technique was off i do see like an opening for us doing some kind of 
Jamie Carragher, Gary Neville, Monday Night Football type thing where we play it back and play it forward and get arrows on of there. Of your video. There's definitely. Yes. Of that video. There's definitely scope for that maybe in the next episode. Mm-hmm. But yeah, so I have, I've taken that on board. Even in my drunken states, I'm thinking about Matt Hancock. So you've now become conscious of that in nightclubs now? I just say, it's you know what you don't want to do. And with these things, there's not an art to it. Nobody tells you, oh, you need to do this. You need to do that, you know. You know, nobody tells you how to kiss, do they? It's just a thing that you do. It's just accepted that you should know. Um, well, it's a confidence thing. It's a confidence thing, I think. And you do lack in confidence. Uh, classically, it's classically a, a trait of mine, isn't it? Um, but in, you do know, um, and you know whether somebody else is en- enjoying it as well or not, don't you? So, yeah, it just dep- depends on how into the person you are as well. Obviously, I mean, your girl that you knocked back, um, like... Was obviously just look, it was game for anything, wasn't she? I mean, she wouldn't have minded if you Hancock's her. <laughs> luckily, you didn't. Luckily, you didn't because well, you were sober. I, I turned her down purely on the basis that she was so drunk. If she yeah. hadn't been so drunk, maybe I'd be more receptive. But at the same time, if she hadn't hadn't have been as drunk, she probably wouldn't have spun me around and staggered across the night the nightclub. No, I'm, I'm sorry. And then she's necking off with. I don't know. I've been on the receiving end of that though, where I've been the drunk one. This is probably my one of my favourite uni stories. Oh, go on, I can't wait. Freshers' week again, my freshers' week, and I'm in a club, and I'm like, oh, yeah, good or whatever. And it gets to two a.m. and all the clubs here close at two, which I think is is bizarre. Today, two. Oh, and obviously what? coming from Leeds like we do, where they're open to four at the earliest, and a couple of them open to six, you know, mm. like overnight, like. I peak around half two, three. So it's yeah, a bit of a shame. Just go, just go harder at pre's though, you know. But that's when it gets messy. It's like a war zone at like half two, yeah. or three. There's people struggling to stand up or whatever. I mean, I've seen instances of like three or four people getting off in a one big kind of like melee of. We like, saw that on our last carnage. night out, though, didn't we? Yeah, was it was upstairs. Was it upstairs? No, that was downstairs at that point, and the, the three of them went off. It was that yes, guy and the two right. girls. You're right. Yeah. You're right, and he was in the yeah. middle. And then, I, did you do you remember seeing at some point him just standing back and demanding that those two get off for his own personal pleasure? Yeah, he basically <laughs> went, "You two do it now," like that kind two. of thing. But anyway, this, so I'm drinking at two a.m. I'm, you know, I could carry on, but the club's closing, <laughs> so I fire up an app on my phone that I no longer have for good well reason. Well known, well known data now. Hook up, hook. Yeah, I wouldn't even say it was a dating. I was just a absolute cesspit. Yeah, starts with G, ends in R. <laughs> but anyway, fire that up, bam, have a look. And what a lot of people don't know about that app is that it shows you how close somebody is to the meter, which is beyond mm, weird. That's so weird. If I'm on it, which I never would be able to use it anymore, and somebody next door is on it, it would say, like, online now, this is their names, their face. Tony's next door, pop around, ding dong. It's like Tony's next door, height, like 175 centimetres ethnicity white you know like but anyway i was like i, was, I left the club on the app bam close by thought let's go let's go see this guy whose name i definitely won't be using let's call him ralph so he's 84 yeah i never sleep with somebody <laughs> called ralph so he's 84 he's in a care home yeah <laughs> i sneak in he's got dementia go on put my mask put my ma- put, put my mask on <laughs> Okay. Quick test, um, a little PCR. Anyway, yeah, <laughs> oh, gagging. <laughs> um, but anyway, get there, and obviously you don't know. I was fairly drunk. You don't know whether you know Ralph's been out or not. He might be a murderer. But, well, it's a lottery. It's a lottery. 
he answers the door in his pajamas. Sexy. Let's get it on. Exactly. You know, you're going to take your slippers off. They do say though, if you do, if you do, if you do it with slippers on, it doesn't count. So maybe that was maybe that was Ralph's thinking. So anyway, you know, the inevitable happens. He's completely sober, which I think is weird, and it's something I only realised when I left. Um, so anyway, whatever happens, happens with him. And then, you know, we spoke about aftercare earlier. His aftercare was turning over away from me in bed, and putting Rick and Morty on. Um, and I was not happy with that. I'm not a Rick and Morty person, and also not just after that. Like what? And he's there sniggering away to their corny jokes. It's a cartoon. So you've you've just done something very intimate with someone who likes watching cartoons. How old are they again? Uh, it must have been a, a same age as me in the fresh age of eighteen, nineteen. Mm, um, yeah, okay, we'll go. But with that. I'm I'm reliably informed though, and from my five minutes of watching it on that night, it's quite a cerebral show. It's quite it's quite sciencey, isn't it? It's quite it's not it's not for kids. It's a cartoon. It's not no, it is for adults. Yeah. So I did the deed, and I'm thinking. That's not for me. I'm leaving. I think, I think, it was, I think it was actually when I was walking home at like 4 a.m., I was like sobering up, being like, he was completely sober. Like he just had a night. Could you imagine just having a night in, doing a bit of reading, having a coffee? Ta- Ding dong. Fancy a shag. At that point, I didn't realise how small my uni town really was. So I thought, never going to see him again. What a freak as well. Like sober, completely sober. <laughs> and I was pissed, pissed out of my mind. Never going to see him again or whatever. You know, it's the last day of Freshers' Week, so lectures and seminars and classes are starting on the day after of my first one on the monday right oh yeah day after rock up to a seminar which is basically like a lecture but in a classroom setting with like 10 people on your mm-hmm. course or whatever you delve deeper and we sit there and he walks in and i thought well isn't this perfect you couldn't oh. write this and then the seminar the seminar leader he turns around and he goes this um seminar is blind date themed, to which I thought, well, this couldn't get any better. So basically, so I studied politics, and it was reading about liberalism, and you had to relate your concept of liberalism to somebody else's concept. So they were like, there's like principles of liberalism you have to relate or whatever. Oh, and before God. a little exercise, you would sit face to face with one other person in that seminar for an hour, talking about how your principle of liberalism related to theirs. And of course, he's pairing people up. I think we know where this is going. <laughs> I had to sit opposite him for an hour talking about airy-fairy politics stuff, not acknowledging anything that had gone on the night before oh, God. or anything that I may or may not have left over at his... <laughs> um, you, you left something. Awkward. <laughs> yeah, oh, no, oh, God. That's my kids there. Um, <laughs> which is the most awkward, and I'm not an awkward person, it's the most awkward experience of my of my life because it's kind of, you're both sat there, I was like, oh, I'm not bringing it up. It's probably a good way to diffuse the situation. But it's an icebreaker, isn't no it? Way. How's the headboard this morning? Clean. Clean. <laughs> Maybe he never noticed. Maybe he covered it in his dressing gown like my uh, roommate did with his... <laughs> <laughs> that's one way of doing it. It's just a bit and of whitewash it. paint. Whitewash it. It's <laughs> already been whitewashed, though. <laughs> Give it a second counting. Yeah. Yes. Oh. <laughs> yeah, that's absolutely. But that is that's the only time I've ever slept with somebody who's been on a completely different level to me. And it's it's weird. It's so weird. Um it must be weird. But I mean you have it in clubs all the time where people here will come just before like two when the clubs close with the prime purpose of 
of getting as somebody. I'm surprised um, it's still like them in at that time. Yeah, some clubs do, especially if it's obviously quite not as well. But you don't really have clubs in your town, do you? I thought there was more bars. There's about six or seven, varying oh, right. quality. And obviously we've got like the, fam- the most famous club here is the one that got voted the, the second worst in Europe, second worst club in Europe, oh, by yeah, popular opinion. Yeah. And then it became number one because the previous holder of the, the number one title, of, I think it was in Serbia, burned down. And, and that, <laughs> this is the calibre of clubs we're talking about. Yeah. It's a glorified shed is what it is, but it's cheesy, <laughs> cheesy music that you can't say no to, can you? Um, but yeah, and you have people like that, like it gets to 10 minutes before the end and people are just looking around the dance floor, like just being like, who can I get with and go home with? Right, yeah. Which which is something I suppose we've, we've all been quite guilty of... Uh, of doing well, speak for yourself speak for yourself not that I've ever been like desperate obviously I'm usually the, I'm the wingman <laughs> oh yeah <laughs> I vet them I vet yeah he looks alright yeah, plays rugby does he yeah. Yeah. nice nice status think... status <laughs> that's, that's all you care about isn't it that's all you care about status uh, it's not all looks as well but not completely Ooh, vacuous a bit vacuous then. as long as they let me talk at them oh yeah that's yeah <laughs> as long as they let you speak that's the most important thing I think we're going to have to wrap this one up We've been going a while. Thank you so much for watching this week's episode. We really appreciate it if you hit the like button and subscribe if you're new to the channel as we try and hit 250 subscribers. We should be back next week with a brand new episode, uh, I think, on the Madeleine McCann case. So uh, hopefully we'll be back next week with that. And I'll see you then. Cheers.